0: Today is the day. I want to start um, kind of sharing a little bit about my experience with grief and loss, and most importantly, supporting a spouse who may be navigating something similar. This is Extra Ice. I um, obviously have not teased, but I've mentioned this story and this episode several times. And uh, I feel like I kind of want to do maybe a part one here tonight about um, our experience when my sister-in-law passed away. I want to stay true to my own experience. And while obviously I want to respect her legacy and who she was, I think it's important to tell my side and my experience and what it was like through my eyes and the aspects of this that really affect me and um, affected my family. And, you know, I, I think the details... Are gonna look different in hindsight always. And it's easy to look back and kind of fill in the spaces now because of of what I know and because of what ended up happening. And so obviously, I wanna be very sensitive to the fact that I might have some details incorrect and I might not remember everything. And there might be parts of this story that look or felt, you know, different for other. Players in the story. I want to also stress that I am not claiming this as my story or something that happened to me. I am describing my experience and kind of how I felt um, throughout that. I, you know obviously I've kind of hemmed and hawed about telling this story. And I think that's why I want to do it in a couple of parts. That way, you know, don't have to just hang my hat on just one episode getting everything through. So I think this first episode, I kind of just want to do kind of like the, um, kind of the scaffolding, I guess, of the story. And, um, there are I think also some just intimate details about an experience like this that while they're profound to me and are, you know, have changed my life, the purpose of me telling this story I don't think is necessarily going to be enhanced or affected if I leave out some of those details that really are just close to the heart. And... the reason I want to share this story and talk about this is because I think grief and death are going to touch all of our lives in so many different ways. And I think, you know, you can mourn the loss of something that might've been, you can grieve change and you can, you know, I think you can miss a life that you used to have. I think you can grieve A change or a decision that was made. And I don't necessarily think it's about whose story was the worst or the most sad, but I think it's how can we come together and, you know, kind of build on each other's experiences? Because I will say that there were a few times after this this happened when people... I know we're trying to lend support, but it just felt a little bit off. And there were also some people who lent support that was so meaningful. And it's going to look different for everybody, and it's going to feel different for everyone. And I just think it's important that you don't diminish your ability to support somebody who's grieving and someone who's suffering. So I want to start kind of like 50 years ago or something. I don't know. But my mom's little brother died. And this was, oh, like I said, I'm not going to get the details correct. But this was most likely 70s or 80s. I don't know. I should have asked my mom. But, um. well, let's see. Yeah, this was probably late 70s, early 80s, right? I know my sister will text me when she hears this and she'll (laughs) set me straight, but my mom's little brother died and this specific experience was kind of a domino effect. So there was just a lot that followed and it just got worse and worse and things with the family got worse and worse and harder and harder and I think um just growing up with that kind of in my family's history I have kind of feared any type of tragedy because I know that it can spiral and I know that something bad can happen and then something more bad can happen. And then something even worse can happen. And there's no limit really to pain and heartache. And people can have multiple tragedies in their life. And I think I've always been nervous about that. And um, I think that was another big fear that I had um, kind of surrounding this situation in that, I kind of just kept waiting for the other shoe to drop, and maybe I still am. And I, you know, I think that also brings up an interesting point that while, yes, I'm telling a story of something that happened, this is still happening for a lot of people. And a lot of people are still in the trenches of this this life and this death and um i i don't know like i said it just looks so different for everybody and um honestly i feel like this is going to have to be the prologue <laughs> to um this story because i've all i've done is just preface everything so anyway my mom's brother died and i kind of lived with this idea that kind of when it rains, it pours. And maybe that's a little bit of a trite way to speak about a tragedy. And I don't mean it to be cliche or insensitive, but I think I just get so tense and so scared that things are just going to get worse and worse and worse. And so I think I sometimes don't always let myself fully process or feel something because I'm just waiting for it to maybe get worse and who knows what's going to happen next and you know we're not out of the woods yet. So, um <clears throat> when I was in college, my um I had a friend whose um brother died. And I remember talking to my mom at the time and just telling her kind of what was going on and she said, you know, A lot of people are going to show support and they're going to write cards and they're going to send flowers and they're going to be around. But then after the funeral, a few weeks are going to go by and the flowers are going to stop coming and the cards are going to stop coming and people are going to stop bringing dinner and life is just going to go on. And it's going to feel to your friend as if his brother, you know, has been forgotten. And remember in a couple of weeks to reach out again. And um, I loved that advice and that sentiment that there is this wave of support and um, condolences that come right in the beginning. And then a few weeks later, that's kind of when real life starts. And then it's the first birthday without that person. And then it's the first Christmas without that person. And then it's been a year and then it's been, you know, so I think there are these milestones and just these events that happen after a death that you can still be present for. And um, while obviously every effort counts and matters and is needed I think there are other places where people can be present in order to show support which is just so beautiful. Um there's um the movie um Collateral Beauty, I think is that what it's called. Like I said I, I should do a little more research, but um it talks about, you know, when something happens that's dark or sad or hard or whatever, notice the collateral beauty. So when there's a void in your life, notice the things that pour in and start to fill that. And I I speci- I can very specifically remember, and probably because I posted it on my Instagram, but um, there was one moment kind of after Faith had passed away, and I was standing in a gas station that I had been to multiple times, um, and I just was standing there at the register just crying behind my sunglasses, and I was in sweats, and it was a very, very hard day, and I was just at the cash register handing my card to the person at the Behind the counter. And I started to understand, you know, how many times have I been the next person in line and the person in front of me is just absolutely crumbling? And how many times have I been driving down the road and the person next to me is on their way to the hospital to say goodbye to a loved one? And, you know, how many times have I walked in my front door and the person, you know, just one block away, just, you know said goodbye to a child. And, you know, this, this obviously can get dark and can get kind of heavy. And I don't want this to be um, me talking about something sad. I want this to really be an opportunity for me to kind of share this experience, what I learned and what you can do for people who are going to be in these same you know these same circumstances and when you find yourself in this same circumstance um how can you cope and how can you learn and what what can you do and i don't think that i can say anything that will make an experience like this easier for somebody but if anything finding some meaning or some reason or something positive along the way i think can give a lot of hope and if anything i i think ultimately i just want people to understand that even when you are going through something dark and something difficult and you feel alone you're you're not you're not and i I know I just sounded like Christine from Sister Wives. You're not Cody, you're not no i you're not alone, and I found myself last week um in a position I never thought I was gonna be in and um even though I've had hard times previous and I've had really good times I the the bad and the hard are still gonna come and it's gonna be different for everybody but the thing that brings us together is also that thing that's hard and difficult and people will say dumb things like oh you're part of the the grief club or you're part of the uh, you know dead mom club or whatever and it's dorky but All anybody wants in this life is to feel like they belong and feel like they're needed and feel like they're understood. And there will be people, like I said, who will come up to you at the funeral and say, oh yeah, my grandpa died. And you're like, how dare you? Like that has nothing to do with this. But all anybody wants is to belong. And to know that they're loved and wanted and needed. And I definitely now think this is going to have to be the prologue kind of to this story and to my experience. And like I said, I will probably do a little bit of research just to make sure I get a few dates and a few details correct. But if anything, um, maybe I need to take some creative liberties. I don't know. Can I claim like temporary Um, I don't know. (laughs) Insanity. Because a lot of things probably are very foggy and maybe it's like childbirth and you look back and you kind of forget about the things that really were too painful to repeat. And I don't know. But I definitely have felt called To tell this story, Um, next month is the two-year anniversary of Faith's death. And so I just feel like it's pretty timely to be able to talk about this and to share my thoughts. Um, Mainly, I want this to kind of be how you can support others and support a spouse. I personally feel like I processed this experience um maybe quicker or easier um because i was just a little bit more removed and if you are going through something firsthand i i urge you and advise you just to kind of take everything i say with you know a little a little grain of salt a little pebble of ice because I'm not perfect and I didn't do everything perfectly. And like I said, I was a little bit removed from this situation. It wasn't a sibling. It wasn't a spouse. It wasn't a parent. Um, so my perspectives and my advice might um, not be as relevant to you, but, um, you know, it's going to touch all of our lives in different ways. And – um Obviously, I've never claimed to be perfect or an expert um, <clears throat> unless we're talking about like Nordstrom jeans. but um, I'm excited to be able to share this and that I've kind of opened this can of worms, and maybe I shouldn't call it a can of worms, but um, I need to stop second-guessing myself and stop disclaiming everything I say because... I want to be real and I want to be honest. And um, I think sometimes there's not enough of that. And I think sometimes we're scared to share our struggles and what's hard. And um, that's why I'm here. And I do feel really, really good about um, sharing this story. And maybe eventually I'll be able to have uh, <laughs> more of these key players uh, come on and share um their thoughts and their experiences. So um yet another <laughs> another uh bullet point of guests I need to have on my podcast because there just are so many amazing people who have such cool stories and cool lives and things I want to share. So anyway, thank you for tuning into this prologue and I hope you're not nervous, but like I said I'm long winded I I like to chat. This is called extra ice. This isn't just like a normal amount of ice. This is overflowing. So you're going to get a lot. Probably you'll get um, a little more emotion. I I might sound like I'm crying right now, but I actually am on the tail end of a cold. So I don't know if that's working in my favor or working against me. But um, anyway, that's that's what's coming. So just a little, little preview, um, little prologue. I have, I will say I have practiced this in my car. Not, not this part, but maybe like the middle part and the end part. I have practiced out loud a few times and it's because, not because I want this to sound rehearsed, but because it's so important and so special to me that I want to be able to say it eloquently and clearly. And I just want to honor the integrity of this story and my experience. So thank you so much for listening tonight. Um, was this just one big, like, I feel like I've dropped like little hints in episodes, like, oh, I need to talk about this. I need to talk about this. Like, I don't know. Um, so please reach out if you have any questions, um, or my kids just exploding upstairs. If you have any questions or any thoughts or any topics about grief that you would maybe like me to address or, um, something you feel like I should know kind of as I talk about death and loss. Um, so, So just give you a little chance to prepare. It's like reading the book before you see the movie because like now you know what to expect, right? (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening and thank you for everyone who has told me they missed my episodes and they missed the pod. Um, But tonight I'm here and I'm recording. So that's great. Um, Now go get yourself a Bev with extra ice.